Welcome to Sell Smarter, Sell Faster, a podcast dedicated to helping sales organizations grow. Each week, we discuss proven sales enablement strategies and real-life examples with experts and thought leaders from across industries. I'm your host, Danny Buckley, Vice President and General Manager at LeeG2, a sales performance agency. In this episode, we're exploring how to go about creating valid business reasons, aka VBRs, that are truly compelling, that clearly convey the reason why people should want to meet with you. We ask questions like, what are some top tips to think about when crafting a VBR? What are some common mistakes to avoid? And how should sales leaders go about coaching their sellers in the process of developing VBRs? Joining me to help break it all down is Emily Esty, VP Senior Consultant at the Center for Sales Strategy. Emily brings up some great points from her years of experience, like why a solid VBR should communicate three aspects, empathy, expertise, and problem-solving ability. How a solid VBR is not about you, it's about the prospect. And finally, why thinking like a consumer can provide some of the greatest insights when creating a valid business reason. All right, Emily, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we've worked together for over 10 years and um, you're one of my favorite people to chat with. And so uh, I'm excited to talk about this topic. It's one that I think, you know, a lot of, um, you know, people in the sales industry across leadership or sales uh, people, whatever it might be, might think they know all about this. Um, But I think they're going to get some really good nuggets from this, um, things that maybe they've forgotten or maybe aren't uh, using. And so I'm excited to talk about valid business reasons. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the basics. Let's get everybody on the same page. Um, What is a valid business reason? Kind of how are they used and and why are they important? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, simply stated, it's the reason why people would want to meet with you, right? I mean, it's just, that's it. It's what, what reason are we giving that people would want to meet with us? Yeah. Simply stated. Got it. And they're used in this, typically we're talking here in this reference of the sales process, right? When we're talking to. I mean, typically used to get an, get an initial appointment. That's really where they're, where they're used. Um, And they're, you know, there we want to set the stage even before we actually meet with someone that we are that we can be a trusted and valued partner. So I think a lot of people assume that, you know, when they're when they're trying to reach out to somebody and trying to connect with somebody, that that's not an opportunity to show that they offer insights, that they can be a trusted partner, that they add value to the conversation. And a valid business reason helps us do that even before we've had the opportunity to meet with someone. So yeah. that's why it's important. Got it. Great. Okay. So let's talk about tips. What tips do you have for salespeople that are creating valid business reasons? How can they like best research? What steps or best practices should they be following? I think one of the, you know, there's a really fine balance between writing a great VR, writing a great VBR and brevity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always say there's there's three things we really want to accomplish with the VBR. We want to express empathy. We want to express expertise. And the last thing is problem solving capability. And so I always tell people to try to try to do those three things in like two sentences, one or two, two to three, one to three sentences. So it's really just kind of, yeah. it's, it's fairly short. Um, and 
you know, researching, there's just all kinds of places to research, right? And I think that's the piece. You can use category briefs on our website. I'm going to give that pitch because we do have tons of insights within those. And the reason we created those was to make writing BBRs easier. But, you know, researching on Google, um, all of that sort of stuff, like if researching the person that you're trying mm. to get in touch with, the decision maker you're trying to reach, um, kind of figuring out the target persona for that person. Um, but it's, it's, we don't want to go too deep, but we want to go deep enough that we are bringing value to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, it doesn't feel generic, but it doesn't, it feels like they, this is a unique email to this person, right? That's right. Exactly. That's right. Yep. Great. Can you give us an example of a good one? I can give you an example. I have one right here. Great. It's right it's right handy right here. Perfect. <laughs> somebody in the banking industry, and it's going to, it is actually a couple of sentences per, you know, expertise, problem solving and, and um, empathy. So I'll go ahead and start. I'm reading right now from script. Um, it says, hi there. As a leader in the banking industry, it seems from what I'm reading, you've got a lot on your plate. You're probably thinking that's an understatement. That's the empathy piece. Recently, I saw an article that stated that transformation is the key to the banking industry's future. It went on to say that to be most effective, banks and financial institutions should redefine themselves as agile technology companies in the financial services industry, not the other way around. I found that to be eye-opening and am interested in your thinking as it pertains to that. That's the expertise piece. I have worked with several similar sized banks and financial institutions to help them create campaigns to help the end user understand and maximize the technologies they're investing in. One of the banks I work with was focused on mobile app downloads for a new product they were taking to market. They saw an 83% increase in those downloads by the end of the campaign. That's the problem solving piece. Right. And then, of course, always asking for the meeting. I'd like to set a meeting with you, either face to face or virtually. Give them a couple choices. Does Monday or Thursday work better for you? Give them something to say yes or no to. Um, But those are the three ways that we want to do that. So in in that framework, that's what we want you to do is use that framework to write the BBR. Love it. Love it. And I it has me thinking I can't take off my inbound marketing hat because it's right. always on for me, which is, I love that you're referencing a piece of content, right? And so this was a third party piece of content, an article sure. that they read on the industry, probably from a trusted source. Great. Yep. Love that. And also um, sometimes if your company is blogging and creating really valuable content, that could be the VBR. Hey, we recently did this research study on this, or we recently wrote okay. about this topic that I thought you might like about a customer similar to you or whatever it might be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, relevant content, we want to make sure, you know, we don't want to be telling people things they already know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, mobile app downloads are important to banks. Like, I think they know that, you know, we want to make sure that we have an insight that's, that's insightful, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Love it. Um, Okay. So, we talked about kind of what to do. Um, What about what not to do? What are some common mistakes that you see people um, making when they're trying to develop BBRs and, and how can they avoid them? Um, I mean, talking about themselves, talking mm. about their product, um, talking about, um, uh, I mean, what I see most of all is them selling before they've proved any value. 
right? Yeah. Before they've earned the opportunity to sell, <laughs> they're already selling. So if we, you know, I work for, you know, such and such company, we have this product, it's amazing. Um, I think you'd really like it. We also have this product too. Um, this is why, why we do what we do. Like, it's just, it, people just tune out. So what I always tell people to do is like, would you respond to what you're writing? You know, like be the filter or have your colleague be the filter. Like, would you actually respond to that initial VBR, to that initial email? Yeah. Um, and if you wouldn't, then you probably should go back to the drawing board. But I think that is the talking about ourselves or our product or our company. Um, that's just not insightful. It doesn't, it's, it's not expertise. It's not. Everything. Delete. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about ourselves. So yep. that's yep. the number one thing that I see. And I see it a lot. Yeah. And I think we do that because that's what we know, right? Yeah. We reference what we know. And so, um, you know, digging in and, and referencing something that that client may not know, that's really what we're looking for. Got it. Yep. Makes sense. Um, okay. So I, I apparently can't have an episode on this season without talking about AI. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we're doing right now, right? So yeah. how do you think AI can help with creating VBRs? Are you seeing anything there? Uh, I sure am. Um, I did a, a presentation for one of the companies that I work with um, and on the subject on VBRs. <clears throat> and prior to the meeting, I had typed in like, you know, letter from a marketing professional to a bank or something like that. Yeah. And then I just got more and more specific. I said, you know, write a VBR that expresses empathy, expertise, and problem solving yeah. capability to a bank coming from a marketing firm. Unbelievable. I mean, really amazing. Um, obviously, that's always the caveat with AI. You got the little asterisks, like you yeah. read through it, make it shorter, because generally they're they're they can be fairly long. Um, the other thing too, is when we're talking about problem solving capability, you don't want to say something like, this is off subject of AI, but I just thought of this. Um, you don't want to, it probably goes back to the last question we had. We don't want to, if we're, if we're talking about a success story, we want to be specific about the success. So AI is not going to do that for you. So if mm, you do, yeah. like I, I mentioned that we, you know, increase downloads by 83%, you don't want to say we work with lots of people and they get great success. Like that's what AI will say. Yeah. So you want to be more specific there, but I think it's a great tool. Um, yeah. We'll see how it, how it all plays out, but certainly a starting point. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that too, the, the general one. I feel like I see that so often where people are like, just like a lot of people do just good enough VBRs. And I think that's the one, the thing I see the most is like a little too general about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, just missing either a data point or at least a link to something, a case study or whatever, something that like backs this up. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Being specific, having a, having a real story and then I also see people with, you know, that, that are writing VBRs and like, I'm new, I don't have a VBR. And I'm always like, well, the VBR isn't about you. you. It's yeah. about the product and whether the product yeah. works. Yeah, it works, right? We know it works. So yeah. you steal those success stories from wherever you can get them, right? Totally, totally. And we talk a lot about sales enablement. So I'm just going to like plug in here for those listening. <laughs> That's another piece of sales enablement is making sure your salespeople have those things, right? Exactly. That they have these 
these metrics, these numbers, they're not having to come up with this stuff. Like how wonderful if there was this, this arsenal of here's little snippets that you can use for VBRs that back up, you know, for different industries or different uh, types of problems we solve. And I just think that's a thing for people to be thinking of when you're thinking about sales enablement content. It's not always like some big piece of content. Sometimes it's just a sentence or two that they can have, or here's a word doc with a bunch of testimonials or or whatever it is, right. That people can pull from easily. Yep. Yep. I love that. Yeah. To have that kind of stuff at hand, um, you know, generally our salespeople are fast moving. Um, they're, they're not, you know, naturally, some of them are natural researchers, but they're also like, I want the information and I want to go with the information. So anytime we can offer any sales enablement to our AEs to help them move faster, to get in front of people faster, all of those things, super important. Wait, you mean to help them sell smarter and sell faster? That's exactly right, Danny. (laughs) Great. Um, Okay. So let's talk to sales leaders now. Um, What tips do you have for them on kind of coaching and helping salespeople with this process of developing VBRs? Because I know that matters a lot. Um, And and so what are some proven ways you've seen? I know this is what you do is help them a lot with this. I think they need to know the framework. They need to know what what we're going for. And they do. They they generally... Uh, managers that I work with, um, they generally do know what a great VBR sounds like, but we often don't, as managers, get involved this early in the process. And I think that that's really important that we do, right? Mm, We've always said for years at CSS that the end depends on the beginning. And I think that's really true. Um, I think one of the things that I think is a really great exercise is to do a VBR audit. And so what that looks like is you do, you know, there's not a manager out there that can watch every VBR that goes out the door. That's an impossible ask, but they can take like a window of time, like over the next two weeks, show me every VBR that's going out the door, just so that I can kind of get a snapshot of what we're saying and how I can help improve what we're talking about. Um, Even if it's just a week, I mean, doesn't really matter, but send me your VBRs. Um, through this time, or just put them all in a Word document yeah. and send them over to me. Um, I think that. that is a really great idea <clears throat> because that's how you can really obviously know what's going out the door, who needs help with what, and how to insert yourself into making those consistent and engaging, um, making sure that we're saying the right things right at the beginning. Yeah, with an emphasis on like, this is to help you. This is so I can find where to support you. You know, I think I could see managers doing that and then it feeling like micromanaging and this, what are you doing? You know? And it's like, no, this is really, you have to own that this is to to support them, not like catch them doing something wrong. (laughs) And and I think that's all about, that's all about normalizing that kind of coaching. Yes. Yes. Right. So it's about, um, you know, we do a VBR audit every quarter. I'm going to ask for VBR because if you can't do it just one time, because then you don't know if you have improvement. So and and same with other parts of the process as well. Um, But, you know, a VBR audit every quarter telling people it's going to happen. Here's why it's happening. I'm here to help that sort of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Great. So people always love to hear kind of like, like real life success stories. Do you have any that you can share of like when someone just got it really right? Did anything come to mind? 
I think one of the things that the people that I have that are really, really good at this, and there, there are, there are quite a few that are really good at this. It's taken them a ton of practice and it takes, mm, it takes yeah. a ton of practice and it takes, it, they're, they're people that don't write VBRs in a vacuum, right? They don't, yeah. they've, they bounce ideas off other people. I am, I have somebody in coaching right now with me that that is the focus of our coaching is to get him, um, get him better at writing VBRs. And he's I a season, that. he's a seasoned seller. Yeah. Um, but what it takes practice, practice, practice. And I think if you don't have a framework, I think working without the framework is makes it really, really hard. So, yeah. um, you know, we have tons of stuff to download about BBRs yeah. that you can look at, but um, I think using the framework, people that are using the framework and people that are practicing and bouncing their VBRs off other people. Yeah. And the, and the ultimate metric of success folks is prospects respond to your email. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, right. that's the thing. It's like, like if you think you have great VBRs and it's not getting, you're not getting any appointments, then something's wrong. Right. Something, yeah. yeah. You need to go back to the drawing board. Right. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go back. And the other thing too, I think also one of the pieces of advice that I tell people all the time is, you know, we couple a great VBR with the don't give up process with the yeah. process of, yes. of connecting and I always say, use the same VBR throughout. Like you want mm, consistent yeah. messaging, right? Yes. <laughs> so consistent messaging throughout, you know, you can, you can respond back to it. You can say, again, this is why I'm reaching out. I, I've sought, I've sought, I've seen this insight. So going back to that same one, I think sometimes people think they need to write a different VBR every time they touch, you know, every touch point. And I don't actually advise that at all. Yeah. I think they use the same one. That's really good advice because I, I can imagine people would feel that way. And then also, you're, I mean, just to reiterate what you said, I think it's that's a really big one is a, a mistake people make is they think I've crafted this amazing VBR. I sent the perfect email at the right time with the right subject line to the right person. Nobody responded. It's over, right? Like, right. like we know better. Like this takes, they may not see that email. They may see that's the 50 right. email you sent. So that's why that consistent messaging, but also a frequency of contact. Like we can't <laughs> yeah. forget the basics. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so to kind of close us out, any um, parting thoughts, anything we didn't touch on that you want to be sure we pass along related to this topic um, to our listeners? Um, I think um, I think just using, you know, one, one piece of advice that I always say to people too is think like a consumer. Those can be some of the most powerful VBRs. Mm. I remember I was working and I've said this, told this story so many times, but it was, it's just so powerful to me. Years ago, I was working with a seller in, in um, Richmond, Virginia, and she was talking about some restaurant she went frequented. And she's like, my husband and I go there all the time and we can bring the kids. They have a great wine list, but they also have like crayons and things to color on for my kids. And it's a great menu. And I just can't think of a VBR. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, you kind of just said one, right? Yeah. So make sure that, you know, it's kind of that like wallet marketing idea. You have, you have as a salesperson, a vast array of experiences outside your job and use those experiences to help you craft your insight. Like maybe you are going to a restaurant or you do and, and you notice that the dinner crowd's really busy, but the lunch crowd isn't. I mean, those kinds of things. Yeah. Use your own consumer behavior to help you as you craft VBRs. I think those can be some of the most powerful ones. In fact, I love that. 
a yeah. lot of people I know that have a personal experience with something, with some business or experience, those are some of the best VBRs we have out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Emily. Always a pleasure chatting yeah. with you. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. And for those listening, um, you can connect with me or Emily. Our contact information is in the show notes. I know Emily um, and I are both available. If you have want to follow up, want to connect on LinkedIn, whatever that is, we're here and happy yeah. to chat more. And um, and we'll also include some links to some VBR resources as well, because we have a wealth of those at the Center for Sales yeah. Strategy. So we'll include that in the show notes too. And um, thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you all in the next episode of Sell Smarter, Sell Faster. Until then, happy selling. Thanks for joining us on Sell Smarter, Sell Faster. If you like what you hear, click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Be sure to visit our website, sellsmartersellfaster.com, where you can find even more helpful sales enablement and inbound marketing content.